Hello everybody. Today we're going to talk about another novel named Glamour Paid by Fraud Law. So my name is Leia from Team TBLC, a public relationship agency also known as True Start, private detective agency in New York. Matt Blues is a business partner, licensed attorney detective. He is also a big fan of reality TV, true crime stuff, and likes to investigate true life crime events like pro bono. This time, True Star decided to investigate a very recent bizarre case about social media media pop star Ed Shavala, influencer named Eliza Glam, whose husband, powerful attorney Greg Leppard, embezzled millions from his clients, victims of catastrophe. So Eliza has been doing her music vlog. She also managed to sell brand-sponsored products to her friends and family and millions of followers when she discovered her husband, lawyer, went from being a multimillionaire to a completely broke person, heated by multiple lawsuits. So the question remains the same, where is settlement's money now? The novel was inspired by two events. There could be actually a lot more victims of this kind of influential business practices. Please read us. Uh, and um, listen on podcasts by our author Tim Tibble C uh, about other cases, multiple marketing influencer Amy Orki and Abby Petit Namandim Chevel as well. The author of this novel would like to bring your own opinion and speculation on what could possibly happen in a true life event. Names, ages, locations, some facts are changed on purpose to protect privacy of the parties during investigation. Detective Matt from the agency, favorite reality show was verified indeed, and he wanted to investigate one of the brightest star Eliza Glam, an artist and actress married to a powerful lawyer, Greg Leonard Esquire. Most of the women on the show had a lot of money due to their husbands, and Eliza Marie is definitely one of those people. Eliza Marie Leppard, also known as Eliza Glam, did make her own money, but it was nothing compared to her husband Greg Leonard made. This guy Greg, wow, they should him call Jerry Greg, honestly, he was a total fraud. He embezzled money from poor victims of catastrophes happened due to corporations' fault, mostly. After receiving nonsense messages from the trusted attorney who was supposed to act at his client's best interest, Mr. Leopard's client Joan sensed that something was very wrong and she contacted her mom's friend Carrie, who happened to work at Leopard's office. So Kathy looked and she couldn't find any legal reason why settlement money hasn't been released to a client yet. None of it makes sense. But meanwhile, John's medical bills were piling up and she was scheduled for another surgery soon. So John, John decided to hire another attorney, also a licensed detective specializing in a delicate matters. She called Leia's agency to start, where Matt Blues is a licensed detective attorney who took mostly insanely weird cases like John case was. There is a lot of questions to solve if celebrity in this novel Eliza Glam also knew about embezzlement and she was a partner in crime for her husband, a powerful star Johnny Greg Leppard, or she didn't. In true life events the novel was inspired from, there could be uh, actually a lot more victims of this kind of law practices 
That's why the author would like to bring your own opinion and speculation for one of the scenarios discussed could possibly happen in true life. However, please consider this book as a sci-fi and any resemblance to real living people, dialogues, events, just coincidence, name, locations, dates, would change in purpose to protect privacy of any possible parties just in case. And the whole story absolutely unbelievable. So please read and listen us on ebooks and podcasts by artist Tim Tibble C. Chapter 1 Eliza Marie, Wanna Be the Pop Star Eliza grew up with her mom Rose. She was only 17 years old when Rose gave birth to Eliza. Sadly, Eliza's father abandoned her and she was very young. So she and her mother moved into her grandparents' home. Eliza's grandma was like a mother to her. When Eliza was young, she vowed herself she would never become dependent on a man. She wanted to work hard for everything she would ever wanted in life. Right after her 19th birthday, Eliza moved to California, Hollywood to get her dream job. She got a job at the famous strip club Flamingo, Hollywood, California. And at the time, she was meeting people, making connections. She started doing modeling as well. And as a result, Eliza ended up with a small Hollywood jobs at TV shows, but what really what what she was really wanted to do is singing, perform big, very big. When Eliza was younger, she was a member of a girls band. She recorded few tracks with them, and at some point, she thought she would find her true calling in life. However, her plans got postponed because she met her baby's father, um, also musician Rick Bazon. The hero of right away ended up getting married at the Catholic Church. And then later, Eliza gave birth to her first child, Dora Michelle. Around the same time, Eliza's manager was pressuring her to leave her job in Hollywood and move back to New York because there were way more modeling opportunities for her than in L.A. And about two years later, she divorces her husband, Rick, and moved to New York. She got modeling jobs here and there, but nothing huge. As a result, she spends most of her time at the restaurants working as a waitress. Eliza worked at the expensive places where regulars were wealthy people from low politics, entertainment industry. Eliza was constantly waiting on famous actors, singers, business moguls, politicians, people who could possibly help her with her career. Co-owner of the restaurant happened to be a well-connected attorney of Los Angeles. His name was Greg Leppard. Chapter 2. Greg Leppard. Wanna be powerful above the law. Greg was born in the 40s in Texas. He graduated from law school specializing in consumer law. At the time, uh, he ended, start, ended starting his own law firm, partnering with a friend of his, Mark Kite. So they became Leopard Kite Law Firm and has been incredibly successful. They recovered 5 billion settlements for victims of mostly corporations. When Greg met Eliza, he was already one of the most prominent trial lawyers in American history. By 2007, Greg would be announced as a trial lawyer of the famous state of California, and this was very appealing to Eliza. Greg, as soon as he saw Eliza, He knew he had to have her. She was only 27, 25 years old, 
waitress at his restaurant, she was tall, gorgeous brunette. She worked at his restaurant about a year and she was constantly harassed by owner of the restaurant begging her to go on a date with him, but she loved it. Eliza agreed to date her boss and the rest of the history. They started dating and got married in six months. At this time, Greg was over 30 years older than Eliza and had a lifetime worth of experience. But that didn't seem to matter to either of them. Eliza has been always saying that she was, she was not marrying for money. She loves Greg for his intellect, positivity and course of his success. A lot of people call her a gold digger, but Eliza always pushed that away, saying she was not. Greg was always caring for Eliza and supportive of her career goals. So, of course, it wasn't long enough until Eliza quit her job as a waitress, stopped acting and moved into Greg's mansion. Before marrying Eliza, Greg has been married once, but this time he thought it would be different. He also embraced his role as a stepfather for Eliza Dora Michelle. As a trial lawyer, Greg tried to be uh, perceived as a people's lawyer. He was there to represent people who didn't have voices to represent themselves. He would go after big international corporations, pharmaceuticals, even seven major Hollywood studios. Greg's first major victory as a lawyer was actually back in the 80s. He was the first lawyer in California to get his client over $1 million settlement in medical malpractice lawsuit. And in his career, Greg won over $1 billion from the healthcare industry and over 20 verdicts of at least $1 million settlements. Greg also became recognized as a public figure and uh, the way Greg was able to accumulate so much wealth because they took on the cases under contingency, basically meaning if they are able to win the case for you, they would take a huge percentage of the settlement, but if you lose the case, they don't get anything as well. But because of the risk involved with checking on a case on contingency, um, if they lose, they get to charge higher percentage out of the final settlement and they make a lot. Because sometimes these cases settle for a huge amount of money. If people want their cases, Greg law firm was keeping from 30 to 40% of the final settlements and Greg's law, was, law firm was also the place where everybody wants to work. Students um, all over the country wanted to get there because not only the firm paid well and had a great connection, they also gave employees tons of benefits like luxury company cars, designer suits, they even had their own box at the stadium football stadium for employees to attend the games. Employees would get to go all the parties at the Greg Law Firm, like Super Bowl parties, holi holidays parties at the fancy places where they could mingle with tons of high-profile people, celebrities, politicians, judges, attorneys. Greg was notorious for hiring really famous entertainment staff for his parties as well, so you never knew, knew who would be run into those parties. Greg's partner was a trustee at the Library of the Congress. Greg also became a first trial attorney to serve on the California Judicial Council and the governor appointed him to the Judicial Selection Advisory Committee, which is the people who get to evaluate potential judges and decide if they can get spot on the bench.
This was a really big position recently. A documentary came out that they were talking about how Mr. Leopard was in a way above all the judges, like he could point to the judge at his, with his fingers, snap the fingers, and judge would go uh, into separate room to take to to talk to Greg personally. Greg has a lot of power in the whole legal system in New York, and the husband in New York and California. And not only that, he was a major donor in California politics. Greg and his wife hosted many fundraising events. So as you can imagine, Eliza had a very lavish lifestyle with Greg. They were constantly on the trips, flying over the world on the private jets. They had international jets and they also had the smaller planes for domestic flights. However, Eliza was bored living in the shadow of her famous lawyer husband. She wanted to be in the spotlight as well. So she asked her husband to finance her career as a musician singer. Greg loved Eliza. He would do anything for her and help her achieve her goals and inspiration in life and through any amount of money at her that she wanted really. This is how Eliza became Eliza Glam. Her first single was called Trip and for the next um, multiple years she released multiple singles one after another and some of them were featured on the films and greg always cherished his wife trying to get anything possible to her one time he planned a performance for her but this wasn't just any event it was a lawyer association at annual supreme court's night in 2011 greg was the president and chose the event entertainment of course he chooses his wife to perform and she got paid for that very well. This was a little awkward because not only his wife performed sexually explicit songs and dance, dances and movements in front of his friends, judges, lawyers, but also she got paid well for, for it because, because her husband chose her to perform at the annual Supreme Court event. People said this event was total fiasco, but that didn't stop Eliza from more trouble and embezzlement. An embarrassment. Chapter 3. Real Housewife. Eliza Glam continued to use Greg's Leopard's money in entertainment industry. She was hiring expensive celebrity choreographers, costume designers, songwriters who worked with big names like Madonna and other celebrities. At one point she hit five hits at the dance club chart for Billboard and that was kind of becoming her niche at the point. But despite her growing popularity and how much she was enjoying it, she was not really making much money and her husband was not getting much of return of his investments in her. Eliza was actually preparing to retire from the entertainment industry when she was offered another job on a show called Verified Indeed. Eliza really spiced up the show, making it way more interesting. The show was getting dull. Eliza Glam was funny, sarcastic, entertaining. She was funny, witty. And I don't know how she got entertainment to her. She was interesting to watch, which is prime reality TV. The show started way better because she was part of it and it was good for her career as well. She was able to show her music off and get new fans and, and fans million subscribers. All of the women on the show constantly flex their wealth all the time. 
It was like who can throw the biggest party, who can have the nicest dress, who has the most members on the glam squad, who got the plane, who got the nicest car. It was so over top and Eliza just blew the rest of the women uh, with her wells right in the water. And um, the episode, in episode, Greg and Eliza show off the house that was actually designed by the same people who designed Central Park in New York. She showed off her grand, giant wardrobe, her huge closet, had all the designer shoes and clothes in it and accessories. And a huge part of her kind of persona and show was that she was trying to continue her career as a pop music star. And in 2013, she released her probably biggest single that she's most known for today. It's called It's Exhausting to Be Me. And it was really exhausting to be Eliza Glam indeed. Not only she was very high maintenance and had the biggest glam squad, which cost her like 2000 per hour just for makeup, dress and hair, but also was very con time consuming. Eliza had to hire best expensive glam squad songwriters, songwriters, videographers, choreographers, etc. That took time. Eliza even came to studio for only podcast, only fully dressed up with her glam squad and there were no camera involved, which was very ridiculous, annoying to general people who had to work hard for their money. In 2015, she did a famous tour for BBN, knew of her mention that she shared with her husband, Greg Leonard. And the tour made it extremely clear how extravagant their life was. Over the years, people watched Eliza releasing new songs, new performances, new outfits, just living her best life, spending all this money. And meanwhile, Greg is out there working for victims of crashes and burns and corporations. That was um, where this money was coming from. And people who worked with Greg were very concerned that his wife, Eliza Glam, was showing off their filthy wealth doing these tours of everything she had, bragging about her private jets, doing songs with labels. I'm too expensive to handle, deal with it, or envy me. This kind of frowned upon the world of law where you are making money of victims. It's not really a good look, it's actually very annoying. Chapter 3. Burned Victim Represented One of the Greg Leopard's clients was John Ames. Her whole life changed in October 2015 when her house got burned down and she lost everything, including her loved ones, in a fire due to a fault of electric company. John thought she was uh, so certain and going to die, but somehow she stumbled her way up to the door and got out of the house and somebody out there with oxygen mask uh, saved her. A few seconds later, she was completely unconscious. The fire was caused by a power power company gas line were wrapping burning down the whole town where John lived and her parents body weren't even found the heat was too insane it was truly miraculous that John even survived and she had burns all over her body at least 80 percent her lungs were burned in inside as well her mother Olive got to the hospital as soon as possible she was just overwhelmed by everything and didn't know what to do but she knew for sure that John would need a good attorney. John's doctor said her injuries was too severe. She would need medical care for the rest of her life. So Olive called the Greg's Leopard Law Firm. She got a referral from her best friend, Kathy, who was his legal consultant connected to Greg. 
In fact, Greg already fought that power company twice and won both cases with millions of dollars of settlements. And Greg actually personally went to the hospital to visit Joan. And Joan said she was the first person she saw after she woke up out of the coma and Mr. Leopard made her feel that everything's gonna be okay. So she, she signed retainer. And a year later, Kathy, who introduced Mr. Leopard to Joan, actually started working for Greg full-time and he took her under his wing and taught her everything he knew about the law. Greg treated Kathy and of course Kathy, her friend Olaf and Joan trusted Leopard Esquire the time. Greg even told them they were their favorite clients and taking them to dinners all the time. Mr. Leopard seems to be funny, intelligent, caring. Turns out that explosive was caused due to the fault of the power company. And it was pretty much slimmed down case. And before the trial even started, they were brought for mediation when they got there and Leopard told them the case was already settled and there was no trial, nothing to worry about. It was all done and Joan felt a great relief. The time hoping money would be covers, coming soon, covering future medical costs. And, um, and she was wrong. Mr. Leopard took his cut and the rest of the money he put into the trust account until it was released to the client. Lawyers are not allowed to touch this money for any reason. This is one of the biggest rules. If you do get caught taking of your client's money, you will get disbarred very quickly. However, Mr. Leopard needed a flow of money to support his wife's music career. So he called John and said, Hey, how about instead of giving you all the money to you, I will invest it for you for free of charge, of course. And you would also earn a compound interest on your settlement doubling in 10 years. Trust me, I invested all my money in index funds as well. And I'm rich, look at me. Trust me, Leopard said. He personally guaranteed Joan 7% return on her investment. He assured her that there was absolutely no risk. So Olive and John believed Greg. How could they not to? After all, Mr. Leopard was taking them to the nicest restaurants and be very nice to them. However, they didn't actually know uh, what the investment was and where it was invested. But at the time, when time came to collect the money, Mr. Leopard started giving them a runaround. He started telling them about the judge. They didn't allow his firm to release money directly to them. Instead, he ordered settlement funds to be in reinvestment, to be paid in monthly payments to John's family. And um, that was supposed to protect them from, from outliving the money, spending too much. So Mr. Leopard told John that the judge was worrying about John, John handling big money alone, unprofessionally, and appointed his law firm to handle money for them. Mr. Leopard told John that the judge wanted her to take money in small amounts that would be better for her family in the long run. However, the payments to John just stopped coming in and uh, Greg started again excusing using the judge order. But he would always end up by promising to send it by the end of the week and then it just stopped. John said, Sometimes money would come following week, sometimes it wouldn't. But he got the vibe that something but she got the vibe that something was seriously wrong and Greg was always 
leave a voice message like that. Hi, this is Greg Leopard, your attorney calling. I don't want to be mad. I don't want you to be mad at me. I'm working hard like a dog to resolve your case. You know, as part you know, as part of this, it was very messy cases to have to be signed like this. But I managed to get it to you for you, your settlement quickly. It's just an administrative law judge requires me to handle your money in certain way, and I'm apologizing if I, that causing you so much inconvenience in delays. After receiving those nonsense messages from her trusted attorney who was supposed to act in his best client's interest, John senses something was very wrong and she contacted Kathy again. So Kathy looked through the, all the files. She couldn't find any legal reason why settlement money hasn't been released to John yet. None of that makes sense. But meanwhile, John's medical bills still were piling up. At the same time, Katie's daughter died in a car accident and Katie filed a wrongful death with her employer, Mr. Leopard firm as well, even though it was determined that the accident happened due to Katie's daughter's fault. But Greg still took the case, convincing his assistant Katie uh, he would get a wrongful death settlement, claiming he was a magician in the law field and he could win any case, even difficult ones and ridiculous ones. Even though Carrie talked to other attorneys who denied taking her case, she was amazed that her employer, Leopard Kite Law Firm, took the case easily, decided to focus on her case instead, knowing that Joan couldn't, couldn't get her settlement money from the law firm and it didn't ring a bell for Carrie yet. She was blind seeing millions already in settlements she could possibly recover. So after getting no answer from the Leopard's office, Poor Joan decided to hire another attorney, also known um, as a true start, licensed detective speci specializing in delicate matters. Joan called Leah's detective agency, where Matt Blues uh, was a detective on her case. Chapter 4 True Start Matt Blues, a licensed detective, decided to take Joan Emma's case, especially after discovering that there were tons of other people that were affected by Mr. Leopard's law practices and got no settlement money. Word started spreading around other attorneys in the firm and clients weren't being given settlements, so people started just jump hoops and hula hoops. And by the time Kate had to completely abandon her lawsuit of her daughter because she had to focus on Joan ethically and morally. Because Joan was still alive and she needed money for her surgeries, Matt got more evidence and filed a lawsuit against Leopard's firm and got settlement of $30 million. Leopard and Kite agreed to pay Joan the settlement money, but Joan got only $1 million in the following months and then payment stopped. So Matt filed again for enforceable judgment, so Mr. Leopard had to, ch to go back to court and be deposed on the record. And Greg's deposition actually took place on a Zoom due to pandemic of a nasty virus that recently started. Mr. Leopard on his deposition uh, looked like a joke and um, who used to be, and he basically said he was broke. Chapter 5, Deposition So, Mr. Leopard, do you swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth in this deposition, Matt asked. Leopard, yes, I do, Leopard Esquire replied. 
Where is the money on, on your firm trust account you were supposed to pay your clients and actually was ordered by a court to pay? Might ask again. I don't know. At one point, I had around 70 million in my accounts and it's all gone. I have no idea where it gone, where it went to. I'm sorry, Mr. Leopard replied. Matt was thinking, did he really spend all his client money on his wife's glamorous lifestyle or they were putting money somewhere else knowing that coming after them? But the most shocking part of the position was the all money he had earned for victim settlements, including his client's money, was gone at a rapid speed and no one noticed how and when and where. I have only a few bucks in my account and in my pockets. I haven't been taking salaries from my firm for years already. My wife pays for everything now. She's a megastar. Mr. Leopard replied with proud. Do you think your wife, Eliza Glam, uh, would know where money is? I don't know. Ask her, Greg Leopard replied. And this is how Eliza Glam was subpoenaed twice to speak on the record about her family financial assets, but she was out of the town both of the times, and, she, and the hearing was rescheduled for the third time. But it never happens anyway. And what was crazy about um, Eliza Glam was con continue playing on the current season of TV reality show, pretending nothing really happened. She was still rich, happy, and glamorous. Chapter 6 Verified Indeed On TV show Verified Indeed, all rich women were showing their fancy lifestyle, going on vacations, having great time. Eliza Glam was acting like nothing happened, smiling, telling people she's happy and marriage was good. When all of a sudden news came up from different sources that Eliza is actually secretly filing for divorce, hoping nobody would find out on the show. It was shocking for everyone like a bombshell, just blown out of nowhere, taking into account how happy Li Eliza was. So Eliza finally came up with excuse that she did everything she possibly could to save her marriage, but Greg lost his interest in her. She actually suspected Greg was cheating on her posting his text on the other women on high-profile Instagram account. And there have been rumors swirling a long time that Eliza decided to leave Greg due to financial issues. Chapter 7. More Victims And things got more complicated when more people came to Matt Blue's office with the same complaints about Leopard's Love Office. Matt filed a class lawsuit which were available to the public and they were pretty shocking. It proved that Greg Leopard was a fraud all along. In October 2007, a Boeing 377 Max aircraft took off and fell into the ocean after 13 minutes of flight. Everybody on the board died. The surviving spouses and children of crash victims were also represented by Mr. Leopard. Boeing quickly reached settlements with individual victims and sent the money to Mr. Leopard's firm. But money never been released to victims' family and the law firm trust account was empty. Somebody made wire transfers offshore bank accounts nobody had access to, and Mr. Leopard, on his deposition, was claiming he had no idea who did the transfers, even though lock in a trans account was made under his user ID. Now he has dementia and nobody can depose him. Family of the victims tried for months to contact Durek, but got no response. 
he would never pick up the phone, he would make lame excuses, and just like he has done with previous clients like John Ames, he called back to his clients and, and sweet talked them saying something like that, be nice to me, it's because of me you got all this money. He knew exactly how to manipulate people. When family of victims saw Eliza's announcement about her divorce on the show publicly, they knew something was up and they hired Matt Blues to, to investigate a class action case. Leah didn't respond uh, after loss lawsuits were dismissed and she was contacted by another attorney Matt who wanted to date her, but this is another story. And at this time, Leah was very alert dealing with people of legal profession. Chapter 8. Truth Comes After Matt jumped into investigation of the class action suit, the truth came out. Greg, Greg Leppard stole millions of dollars from his creditors, loan companies. When uh, that wasn't enough, he stole from his clients. Apparently, he didn't make enough money himself to keep Eliza Glam music career going. But he didn't want to lose her. So he figured he could um, use his client's money until Eliza start making enough money to cover it all and support the family. He hoped if he wins the time, nobody would ever notice and everything will be fine. Eliza Glam wanted the world. She wanted to have everything the best. She, but everything the best was extremely expensive and she really didn't make enough money to cover it. So. Um, and she was bragging about her life on the show and she was definitely not going to return money to Greg as his return on his investment. In addition, people were so annoyed by filthy rich bragging by Eliza, fake glam on the show, so they just stopped buying tickets to her concert, buying merch. Eliza Glam officially was cancelled. Not only that, Eliza Glam got cancelled from the show she was in, because she could no longer fit into persona on reality show about the wealth and health and everything else. Matt, like many other people, still believe that Eliza divorcing Greg and, uh, has nothing to do with love or cheat. They were just trying to hide the money from families, victims, and Greg Leppard's the whole life career become joke. But he seems to be okay with that, as well as with divorce from his beloved wife, Eliza Glam. It turns out that he knew he was screwing people over, people with who he pretends to be friend with. It sounds like Greg and Eliza planted for a long time ahead. The case refers to U.S. Attorney Office and federal prosecutors had requested to seal filings in this case, which could mean it can be criminal investigation case now. And it's quite possible that Greg Leopard could face jail time. The court documents have been made to the public yet, all we have right to know is just a documentary on Hooli um, and Matt Blue's private investigation. Matt went to investigate Eliza undercover because he believed Eliza was actively involved in her husband's embezzlement, especially taking into account that one of the lenders gave Greg's law firm 20 million and it all went to Eliza's company, which is called uh, no Job Global LLC now with the bank's account registered in offshore accounts. This is it was huge evidence that Eliza's name is definitely involved, but the question remains the same how much she knew and where money is. 
Greg defends attorney is now claiming that she is not mentally incompetent. She's now mentally incompetent. He told the judge that he doesn't think Greg understands how seriously allegations have been made against him because he was uh, acting like all this no big deal. And in addition, it uh, was also revealed that Greg was diagnosed with Alzheimer, memory loss, and wasn't capable of making rational decisions anymore or stand in front of the judge. The judge ordered him to place under legal conservatorship like it was done for Brittany Sparks. Even though his family and friends were very suspicious about this sudden diagnosis, they even said Greg continued to attend multiple social events, living his best life seems to be completely fine. Greg's business partner also filed a lawsuit against him for unpaid income and his partner claimed they had no idea where money was. Obviously, the partnership got dissolved and Leopard and Kite also were sued, were sued by one of the biggest banks in USA for unpaid rent, taxes and insurances. Even Greg's first wife came along and renewed her old lawsuit against Greg for failing to pay her 10000 a month in spousal support. The court forced Greg into involuntarily bankruptcy and all his assets are being liquidated now, but he's still being allowed to stay at his mansion for a time being. Eliza left the mansion though and filed for divorce claiming a spousal support, but turns out that she makes more money than Greg now and Mr. Leopard's attorney requested that Eliza pays his legal fees and now is spousal support. How ironically, karma is a bitch indeed. Any of this two didn't have a prenup, bummer. Eliza claims that everything she has from Greg was a gift. A lot of expensive assets on her name like clothes, shoes, car, purses, jewelry, handbags. And Matt asked the court to place in order to prevent Eliza to sell these items especially after Eliza refused to return it back or turn he, her bank accounts, company records for, for bankruptcy case. And she also started a new company calling Massive Beauty Cosmetics within offshore secret bank accounts. A million of dollars are still missing. People suspected she is now using stolen money and quietly selling her designer lavish items on public websites to fund her new enterprise. So what's going on with um, Eliza's completely mystery and Matt decided to flew to to the islands to find money wired out of the trust account. Matt suspected that Eliza not only knew about embezzlement but she also an active participant in this fraud embezzlement scheme. So ironically what goes wrong comes around. And the, the country, and nobody knows where she is, she is now. Chapter 9. Makeup Artist Confession One makeup artist came up for an interview, and he was paid well by Eliza's corporation, thousands and thousands of dollars just for a makeup. The artist said he worked for Eliza for a decade, and when he first met Eliza, she looked like a very conservative attorney's wife. Yeah. I work on her makeup for that event for all judges and attorneys and all the guys in the suits were watching Eliza half naked jumping on this on this on this on a podium.
shaking all her assets, screaming, I'm so expensive, I'm sure you all can afford me, though. Judges and lawyers seem to be very pleased giving her ovation, hands slapped, and artists said. Eliza's songs were something about turning men on and some women too, and then about money for her. Well, she used to be a stripper, so it was natural and normal for Eliza. She had no taste and sense naturally. Nobody could blame her for that. Eliza loved Madonna, though. She wanted to be bleached like Madonna and sing like Madonna or Lady Gaga. But artists wanted to bleach her eyebrows as well, so she would look blonde naturally. Eliza was born as an artist. She loved to perform from her childhood. She was addicted to music, energy, just like Leia. The artist was overseeing the development of her um, website, her merchandise, design, t-shirt, even logo and signature. Eliza tried to write her own lyrics, and that is how he, she got her style, and somebody picks a beats and music for her. One of the Eliza's friends said everyone got paid by Eliza's billionaire husband who stole money from his clients, victims in catastrophe. Greg gladly paid to, uh, paid to keep the show going and uh, to keep his wife Eliza happy, which seemed weird watching a gay dude dancing with her with his shorts up, sometimes naked. Maybe Greg couldn't perform in a bed for 30 year younger wife, so he paid to keep her happy, hoping her entertainment business will be his legit retirement, not just like legal career, crook business practices. Anyways, Eliza's set was only 15 minutes long, pretty short for a good performer, but I guess it should be enough for men be happy ending. And um, happy ending happened. She was a star in old men world and some young men too who find grandma sexually hot. One of the showmen recalled announcement. Here's an Eliza Glam with her number one world hit and everybody in the room was turning heads around asking Eliza who? Nobody heard about Eliza Glam. It was upsetting for Eliza big time. In the music industry artists can buy billboards charts of how many day, days DJ played the music and how often. So Greg and Eliza decided to buy their way out in into Hollywood. It was really expensive to be Eliza indeed at all taxpayers' cost. Money was never Eliza's problem, however. She was like, what is your fee? And it's paid, done, no asking for discounts. The artist was paid on time by Greg's office and he said, Eliza was talking a lot about her husband affairs, one of it with the judge from Nokia phone, then with the blonde having lunch, that blonde apparently turned out to be a travel agent, uh, her husband traveled a lot with, and uh, his legal assistant, of course. For some reason, lawyers like to fuck their legal assistants and even marry them later. Isn't it already a sexual harassment case at the workplace? So with a lot of notoriety and attention came these morally corrupt people. The, the artist said he regrets working for Eliza now. He mistakenly alienated a lot of her, his high-profile clients to her, but his pay by Eliza's husband was so great, so he couldn't resist. That's why Greg was so generous with Eliza Glum's quote, 
for his big promotion, knowing that a gay man talk a lot around. My husband supported me until he didn't. It's expensive to be me. E -e -e. Eliza songs were about. Okay, Eliza, you want to be the pop star? You have to buy your way out and pay us, makeup artist said. You know about my extramarital boyfriend, right? Eliza asked. I would rather not to comment on it. I take the fifth. I work with Eliza a lot and her music was like a baby to her. Very important. She even wanted to relocate to Beverly Hills for work. She said, Oh, you know, I could easily afford relocating to Beverly Hills. Ha ha ha. Artist responded. Eliza came saying she was first in love with her husband, but then she was saying that she was cheating on her, verbally abusive, changing her statements. So basically, for seven years, Eliza lied about her fake marriage so she couldn't get her career funded. And now she's on, on the run trying to hide the rest of the money belonging to taxpayers, victims of the catastrophes. Matt traced her to islands, sitting on a beach at a bar, drinking pina colada. He wanted to get closer to her to get more information. Matt was very hard attorney, mostly Brad Pick at the law. So it didn't take long enough for Eliza to fall in love with him. She was very lonely and wanted to share her life with somebody she could trust. Her millions, she was happy to meet, to meet Matt on a remote island offshore. Eliza wanted to seem to be fun and cool, so she made a joke about her life. Ah, listen, I remember one time I was with my ex. And he came home and said, how was your day, dear? Great, I made three billions in settlement. How about you, husband asked. Ah, I sang today in front of three billion queens. Ha, ha, ha. It was so funny, but what was not funny for old Greg, the Eliza already wanted to run away with his money with a new guy, a young, good-looking attorney detective who lay a hire to investigate embezzlement from victims. Eliza really wanted to be done with Greg now, not only because he was all disabled, but also because she met her true love, met a private investigator, and she was a subject of his investigation, ironically. Karma is a bitch. You never know who you would fall in love with next and who would later betray you. What goes around comes around. The moral God wanted all you to know. Eliza could get vicious, very determined. It's either her way or highway, like I'm gonna fuck you up. After all this, she was stripper from Miami and New York and the Los Angeles when she was threatened and she wanted to push the image on social media as a stripper. And most of the strippers are geniuses. They know exactly how to make men pay for anything they want, really, private jets, music, or anything, really. All truth is coming out now. And Eliza is understandably vicious trying to protect her life. Matt got Eliza's Amex records and find out that Eliza is a bad tipper, like a Scrooge McDuck. Not a filthy rich persona she is trying to present herself on the social media. Eliza made uh, controversial statements over the time. Like, Oh, I want to thank my husband who has basically brought me here today. He is a smart, successful lawyer. makes a lot interested in me in my career and if it was it wasn't him i i wasn't i wasn't be i wouldn't be here 
as well. He is very special to me. He is a charismatic and true magic. He is a very bright, uh, understands the uh, trick of life, very loving and very tough. Yeah, I married the guy, and then he, she said, yeah, I married the guy who's 30 years older, but he is loaded with money, who cares? Few minutes later, Eliza was saying, you know, how mean and overly dismissive Greg is when he is trying to win. I have to be charming on social media for positive public feedback. And a few minutes later, to question, did you have a head up seeing, um, seeing lawsuits coming up and uh, divorce him? Eliza responded like, no, but with her sh head shaking like yes. Greg and Eliza were trying to, pre to present their personal life on social media like a picture perfect, but who would knew that uh, the real life would crumbling and cracking down and burning to the ground? It's upsetting to know that your lawyer, who you trust the most, basically robbed you, knowing that after you've been through, it just got, don't get it. Greg's client, a burn victim, John said. And all of you, like me, Real House wife fans, now watching it on TV, how Eliza and Greg Leopard's life is rapidly unfolding. The names, almost equal to expensive, over-top over lavish lifestyle, greatly flaunted on a show, and all the prize possession within last month will no longer be theirs. All the assets were involuntarily forced into bankruptcy. So question is, have ever those assets been theirs? This is so cliche story of riches to rocks with so many twists and turns, even more questions like who done it, where is the money, are they guilty or those both involved. The man is kinda indestructible at his 80s, he is like doing it, he's still running the show, the firm, Eliza commented about her husband on one of the show. Every day the case gets more and more complex, from divorce filing, new victims coming up towards so today let's discuss the story about not so pretty mess of Eliza Glum and her husband Greg Leopard Esquire. Matt decided to dig into nine days prior Eliza file filing for divorce from Greg. About the time an interview of Greg Leopard was published online and it gave some really revealing insights into Greg's physique, his state of mind and his powers. Uh, Greg comes across a very like a very like harmless and unassuming grandpa type that wouldn't even hurt a fly. Uh, he, he and his sound. He sounds very aware of just how vulnerable his clients are. He sounds like sweet and caring as a weenie in the poo. And the moral of the story is not um, just uh, to trust words only, but actions are so much more telling. And in our opinion, Greg takes advantage of his unassuming down-to-earth persona, so people start trusting him, letting the guard down. Greg like an old car salesman. 
he has um, already mastered the body language he knows exactly how to read people he knows how to win people over he knows how to persuade in other words he's a master of manipulation after all greg spent years in courts watching people dealing with people and the los angeles article came up questioning how greg kept his license absolutely pristine despite numerous cases against him at the state bar as well as the courts one of the hundred lawsuits were filed against him and his firm and many lawsuits alleging misappropriation of client funds the judge in one of the lawsuits said no matter what your personal financial situation is no matter what kind of pressures you are under if you touch client money you're going to be disbarred it's quite possibly charge cleaning it's ethics 101 so it's in this and the sad part is There is no money left to be traced in the USA, so Matt went offshore to the islands after Eliza to trace her money. Offshore banks for a huge fee would maintain clients' confidentiality and wouldn't respond to any subpoenas and orders to release records. So Matt had to go there personally to get in touch with Eliza and make her talk and trust him using her husband's methods of manipulations ironically in case of greg leopard and eliza glam everybody including judges lawyers state bard knew for years that a powerful rich attorney greg leopard was stealing millions in settlements from his clients victims of disasters but he never been investigated and continued law practices everybody was closing eyes on his violations because he funded a lot of people as his donation for tax purposes again on my opinion this fact also proves that the U.S. legal system is corrupt, unjust, and, disc and discriminatory. In successful class action lawsuit, Leopard won million in settlement but forgot to pay his clients. So clients filed a lawsuit against Leopard, who re resisted opening his books, even ignored three court orders. Then, when judge had enough, he settled the case finally, and Leopard made it clear that he didn't intend to keep all his clients' money forever. He just wanted to wait on future settlements, cash flow, to pay all clients and lenders and waiting because he already spent the current money on his hand, on his wife firm's needed beauty mess LLC. In the past, Leopard's ex-wife had already filed a forensic accounting, though, to go through all the receipts and records an accountant concluded that Leopard's uses, um, use of clients' trust accounts was inappropriate, including $9 million payment Leopard paid to himself, but never recorded anywhere else. The former client sued Leopard for $20 million, and Leopard thought these suits were running out of the clock and banking on a statutory time of limits, and this is primary things the Leopard alleged fraud. So he basically took the money his clients have been awarded, hold it, which lawyer are never meant to do, and then does his best not to pay all of it back to his clients for as long as possible. Judges assigned penalty for deliberately holding the funds, but the case was dismissed on statute of limitation grounds ridiculously. How did a successful lawyer was able not only get away with not only cheating on people out of their money, but stealing himself as being a champion 
and selling himself as being a champion lawyer um, with entirely spotless record at the California bar. Well, by 2002, Leopard had made a good friend with Tim Lee, who just also happened to be a state attorney investigator at the California bar, and people who are, people who are meant to be defrauding their own clients. Tim Lee officially shielded Leopard from the bar investigation, ripping off the clients, and Lee opened a gate for him for a new secondary conspiracy operation. Surely it wasn't lucrative as definitely even more attractive than just stealing money. It's for certain with certain mindset. Basically, Leopard used his own powerful reputation among the lawyers across the country, especially in California, to influence and lobby for position on federal courts. In 2003, Leopard pushed for his friends, state judges, to make into the federal bench. He even employed state bar investigators son as a clerk at his law firm. But by the time Leopard was trying to become a kingmaker while brazenly defrauding his clients, he was in his 60s. Will Butthead uh, was a California attorney general and was one of the dozen politicians who received money from Leopard as donations, and he considered himself actually a friend to Leopard, but the friendship broke down in the mid in the mid of twenties when Leopard lobbied Butthead to drop a government antitrust claim against Sempra Energy for the benefit of his own private lawsuit. Leopard asked Butthead not to pursue charges against Hewlett Packard chairman in a corporate espionage case, instead go after law ranker. Butthead asked Leopard to think about justice, and in response, Leopard asked Attorney General, don't talk to him ever again. Why take such a risk in cutting off such an important ally um, that Leopard has been cultivating for decades? Well, all of this is not rational. Nevertheless, shortly after this, in 2007, Erica Glam Oglam was born with her husband Leopard's financial findings stolen from his clients. His wife Eliza wrote a memoir that part of the reason she did this was because she, there was nothing else more she could buy, and her song was named It's Expensive to Be Us. Uh, at the end of the 20s, when Leopard began to consolidate power, Howard Steele, an ex-employee of Leopard Firm, was elected as the California Bar President. In 2009, and what do you know, one of the bars ongoing investigation into some Leopard's gross misconduct was suddenly dropped in 2010. The Bar Board of Trustees then forced out the executive director and replaced him with Jill Mann who has been Orange County Senator for eight years and then became CEO of California Medical Association. But really what qualified him for this job was friendship with Mr. Leopard. Leopard Esquire even paid a lavish retirement party for State Supreme Court's Chief Judge who oversees the State Bar. And in fact, Leopard was notorious for winning and dining people with celebrities paid attended events. In 2014, Leopard was inducted um, into Trial Lawyer Hall of Fame, and his wife Eliza was working at her music event tough. Um, it went no, even though it went nowhere, wasting millions of stolen dollars spent. She spent more than 40,000 a month on makeup and hair. 
Until 2015, Eliza Jewin's show verified indeed and was exposed to millions of viewers who never heard about her before. Interestingly, the same year, a number of women who Leopard previously successfully represented filed a lawsuit against him for not paying settlements. And Leopard settled the cases but still managed to profit from holding that money long enough for him and money that wasn't his. Uh, that year, Chief Child Counsel Ann Lee finally ousted Executive Director Jill Mann from his position at the bar and along with Tim LeBon and things then began unraveling for Leopard as his wife Dolce Vita was claiming at, at the cost of so much money so good on public TV. Apparently anyone could sing as long as money could find promotion marketing. Leopard was continuously being sued by disgruntled clients and began to see, began to seek, seek out loans, the collateral for which was anticipated legal fees of number of large contingency lawsuits made up of rates up to 20% with even high interest for missed payments. To do this, he was telling creditors that he, his net worth was at more than a quarter billion dollar rights in an affidavit in 2015 and he expected his total fees in 2016 exceed $100 million, but by 2019, one lender got access to some of the firm's records and could see that Leopard's company was transferring billions, millions to his wife's firm for no apparent reason. Even with that going on, California government Graven Bazon was born, broke his precedents and um, publicly revealed identities of those advisors who helped the government select judges. Leopard was, of course, one of them. In 2020, victims' attorney asked Leopard in a judgment debtor exam, and he said, At one point, I had 50 or 50, 80 million in cash. It's all gone now. In December 20, Adamson PC, based in New York, filed a lawsuit against Leopard and Eliza, alleging that Leopard embezzled funds from victims in order to keep the celebrity status and to protect public image of wealth at all costs. Adamson argued that the money comes into Leopard's firm and pays previous creditors, previous clients, just like Ponzi's him pyramid. U.S. District Judge asked Leopard why wouldn't everything be paid to the plaintiffs upon receipt of the money, Neither Leopard nor the two criminal defense attorney responded. Leopard was forced into voluntarily, in, involuntarily bankruptcy and lost his legal license. Greg Leopard was voted top trial attorney so many times by the Bar Association. They put him on the front page and people would say, please not again. So ridiculously. According to Leopard's tactics, you have to be nice and gentle with clients. But that actually means nice, makes you to drop your guard down and make you trust him. He smiles and he chats with people, buying them di dinners, lavish parties. You don't have to be aggressive to get what you want. Uh, State of California mishandled years of complaints against Leopard and his legal license has been pristine, clean. Normally, if a lawyer has even one complaint about misappropriation of client funds, um, 
that would lead to disbarment, but it was the case for the leopard. Chicago attorney filed lawsuits against Leopard and his wife and said, We believe that Eliza was incred incredibly involved with the firm, but also um, Greg, her husband, was loaning money to her company, and we think that money came from our client's funds. His, and uh, here is the sad part. There is no money left, and at least on the paper. When all of a sudden Eliza decided to end their marriage, stating, after much consideration, I decided to end my marriage to attorney Leopard Esquire. In the federal system, when you take a plea, the prosecutor could recommend the sentence, a government makes recommendation, and then judge decides. Last man to plea has the biggest sentence, basically speaking. So the Leopard law firm was paying off the Amex belonging to Eliza to avoid taxes, Eliza like, oh, you all just uh, threatening me. No people are entitled to so to fair criticism, to have valid points. Eliza's behavior is fueling that she is, doesn't see it. Leopard's son-in-law is being investigated as well for where all the money went, and Leopard's firm was ordered to show cause why they didn't pay or at least notify the court that victims weren't paid. Leopard couldn't say he, he couldn't, he couldn't give a com complete testimony and plead the fifth. Judge from out of state was like, all oh, victims weren't paid and froze Leopard's assets, referring the case for criminal prosecution. Leopard has to plead the fifth in anything he would say where money went. During the last interview, Eliza had her um, makeup melting down, and she didn't even wipe it out for the effect of the camera. Eliza feels sorry for herself, but not for anybody else. Eliza got sued personally, and her LLC got sued. Eliza got sued inside the bankruptcy court, and the bankruptcy court pulled all the law lawsuits on the matter. Did Leopard's firm illegally, improperly wired funds to Eliza? Now, um, was $20 million initially improperly transferred to Eliza, also the defendant in the bankruptcy court by debt debtor, her husband Leopard's firm. People allege that divorce is a shame, so even if she closed down to company, she is also being sued personally. They allege fr uh, fraud in this intentional acts cannot be dismissed in case of the bankruptcy as well as taxes. If judgment is granted, they could attach future earnings, royalties, book advances. Karma is a bitch. It's going to be really expensive to be Eliza indeed. If Eliza knew, she could be charged personally for aiding and betting and embezzlement. IRS would have to fight the banks with the courts over the Eliza assets remaining because the bankruptcy court has the jurisdiction now. Oh my gee, Eliza is just posting pictures of her past husband affair alleged mistress, a judge, posting on her bed. It's all on Instagram, Blanche, her, friend, her friend said, showing her phone to other girls. Meanwhile, Leopard and Eliza had to maintain lavish style to meet real housewife requirements. She always looked so plastic fantastic from Botox injection, so there is no empathy for her when people are watching her on TV. Did you have a heads up? That's why you filing for divorce now? Blanche asked. No, I did not. Eliza responded, shaking her head positively, like she was 
doing it. And she was knowing, basically, she was subconsciously saying yes. Her portrait of playing a victim doesn't match public records. She forgot wearing waterproof mascara on a purpose for dramatization. And Eliza ridiculously didn't know or even question that $20 million is going into LLC. Basically, herself sound implausible. Chapter 10. Offshore Islands. Matt was looking at the plane window, watching a beautiful tropical paradise beneath, thinking where should he go first, to the banks or hotel. He knew he wouldn't be able to sleep tonight thinking about the case, and uh, glamorous Eliza met, met offshore and fell in love with him, but it was still, still very dependent on her leopard husband, and has to play her role in a shame marriage to hide millions from victims of plane crashes and other disasters caused by fault of the corporations. Eliza had to go to offshore bank where most money was hidden and got cash to live on it. Matt asked her what she was doing for a living. She responded she was a singer, musician who just needed time away for her music creation inspiration. Eliza was suddenly Eliza, of course, was absolutely stunning and adorable. Matt found stolen millions and his true love that he was destined to lose as soon as he reports the info back to Leia. He felt like there is a glitch in the matrix. Why destiny was so cruel to him? What did he do? He found his true love in stolen millions from clients, but the millions was attached to his true love. Matt also knew there are going to be hundreds of forensic accountants looking for money traces, making sure it didn't go offshore, and if he is with Eliza, he would be charged as well. Leah, as a public relationship agency, has to report findings to public and help to the investigation. Greg Leopard was declared as a mental incapable and uh, off the hook from ongoing prosecution and now is living on SSI taxpayers' money of about 3000 a month despite his wealth, assets and connections. Many people question his mental diagnosis even real, especially he seems to be alert and social still. Thank you for reading and listening us. Stay tuned for more.